bringing you the latest in tax credit news. This is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratik. The legislative challenges have been significant. We very much need the legislation. we got to produce housing. We're still in a very volatile industry. It's a challenging atmosphere for almost anyone. We can't get all these mixed signals and messages. If he doesn't have a bipartisan bill, nothing's going to happen. Alternative energy is still very expensive. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2011. I will start this week's podcast with an invitation from the IRS for taxpayers to request guidance on business tax issues that affect a significant number of taxpayers. Then, in our local housing tax credit discussion, I'll discuss the fair market rents for fiscal year 2012 that HUD proposed last week. I also have a state-level announcement from Louisiana, where the State Housing Finance Agency is now accepting applications for approximately $1 million in GoZone tax credits. Then, in our Renewable Energy Tax Credit section, I'll discuss some of the remarks about the Renewable Energy Production Tax Credit made by presidential hopefuls during last week's straw poll in Iowa. Then, in the Historic Tax Credit segment, I'll describe a new feature on the National Park Service's website that may be of interest to the historic preservation community. And finally, in our New Markets Tax Credit discussion, I'll remind ninth round New Market Tax Credit applicants about the impending deadline by which they must meet minimum QEI issuance thresholds in order to remain eligible for the next round of new market tax credit allocations. So, if you're ready, let's get started. In general news, last week, the Internal Revenue Service invited business taxpayers, associations, and other interested parties to submit tax issues to its Industry Issue Resolution Program. The objective of the program is to resolve business tax issues common to a significant number of taxpayers through new and improved guidance. The IRS is asking the public to inform it of tax issues involving a controversy, a dispute, or potentially unnecessary burden on business taxpayers. In past years, issues submitted to the program have resulted in guidance that has affected thousands of taxpayers. For each issue selected, a team of IRS and Treasury personnel gather relevant facts from taxpayers or other interested parties affected by the issue. In its invitation last week, the IRS released a list of the issues that it accepted during the last review of submissions. The IRS also released a list of the submissions that it did not select for the resolution program. This may be of particular interest to listeners because one of the issues that the IRS did not select for its industry issue resolution program was the taxability of the sale of state income tax credits. The IRS, unfortunately, did not provide reasons for why it chose to select or decline specific issues for the resolution program. However, the general criteria that the IRS uses to select projects for the Industry Issue Resolution Program are set forth in Revenue Procedure 2003-36. Now, requests for guidance on tax issues under the Industry Issue Resolution Program can be submitted at any time to iir at irs.gov. Submissions received are reviewed semi-annually, with selections next being made from issues submitted by September 1, 2011. Now, if you have any ideas or suggestions for the Industry Issue Resolution Program, 
that relate to the low-income housing tax credit, the new market tax credit, the historic tax credit, or renewable energy tax credits, either production or investment, please email your suggestion to cpas at novaco.com. The various Novogratic working groups are evaluating items for possible submission. In low-income housing tax credit news, on Friday, August 19th, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development published proposed fair market rents, or FMRs, for fiscal year 2012. FMRs are used to determine payment standard amounts for several programs, including the Housing Choice Voucher Program. They also affect the calculation of rent limits for the low-income housing tax credit program. Now, HUD will accept comments on the proposed FMRs through September 19th. The proposed FMRs can be found online at www.hudresourcecenter.com as well as www.taxcredithousing.com. Novogratz and Company is currently analyzing the proposed changes. Now, in next week's podcast, I'll discuss highlights such as significant trends or notable increases or decreases. In the meantime, if you have any questions about the proposed FMRs, please contact my partner, Jim Kroger, in our San Francisco office. Turning to state-level news, the Louisiana Housing Finance Agency announced recently that it has approximately $1 million of returned go-zone tax credits that must be allocated to buildings placed in service by December 31st, 2011. That's right, December 31st, 2011. In order to avoid the loss of these ozone credits at the end of calendar 2011, the Louisiana Housing Finance Agency Board of Commissioners approved a strategy to allocate GoZone tax credits. Under the strategy, priority will be given to acquisition rehab projects and rehab projects without existing low-income housing tax credit allocations. The agency said, though, that it may also allocate additional GoZone credits to projects with an existing GoZone allocation. Requests for GoZone credits should be submitted by 4.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on Monday, October 3rd. The agency said that because it is placing priority on allocating GoZone credits to ACT rehab projects, no GoZone credits will be allocated to existing projects seeking additional tax credits until after October 3rd. However, all applications should be submitted by October 3rd because the tax credits will be allocated based upon the earliest received complete submittals. Details about requesting additional credits can be found online at www.lhfa.state.la.us. You can also call my partner, George Littlejohn, in our Austin, Texas office if you have any questions. In new market tax credit news, we have a QEI issuance reminder. CDEs that applied for the ninth round of new market tax credits and that have previously received a new market tax allocation are reminded that they have less than two months to meet the qualified equity investment threshold. In order to be eligible to apply for an allocation of new market tax credit authority in the 2011 round, applicants must have issued a requisite minimum amount of QEIs from their prior allocation or allocations, and this deadline is October 14th. This requirement may also apply if an applicant's affiliates have previously received a new market tax rate allocation. A complete description 
of the issuance thresholds can be found in Section 3 of the Notice of Allocation Availability, or the NOAA. A copy of the NOAA is available at www.newmarketscredits.com. Also, applicants are reminded that the CDFI fund will only consider as issued those QEIs that have been recorded and finalized, and this is as opposed to listed as pending, in the CDFI fund's allocation tracking system. It is very, very important that these QEIs be finalized in the tracking system. If you have questions about the QEI threshold, simply contact my partner, Owen Gray, in our San Francisco office or my partner, Brad Elphick, in our Atlanta office. In renewable energy tax credit news, we have some positive developments from the Republican presidential campaign trail. On August 13th, GOP presidential candidates Mitt Romney, Tim Pawlenty, Ron Paul, Newt Gingrich, Herman Cain, and Thaddeus McCotter signed a 130-foot windmill turbine blade at the entrance to the Iowa Straw Poll. After signing the blade, then-presidential candidate Tim Pawlenty said he wants to fix the boom-and-bust cycle faced by the U.S. wind energy industry because of the constant threat of the production tax credit's expiration. The production tax credit, as most of our listeners know, is next scheduled to expire at the end of next year, the end of 2012. Tim Pawlenty suggested that the tax credit should be enacted for a longer term, such as three or five years. He said, and I quote, One year at a time is too unpredictable and too short for the people who want to expand wind energy, close quote. Presidential candidate Gingrich said he favors a 10-year extension of the production tax credit, yes, 10 years, to avoid the up-and-down effect on renewable energy development when the policy changes. He said, and I quote, if you're going to have tax credits that are designed to create investment, they have to have a long enough time horizon that people who invest believe that they'll be there, close quote. Senator Chuck Grassley also signed the blade. Senator Grassley led the effort to extend the production tax credit from 2003 through 2012. Steve Lockhart, who's CEO of TPI Composites, greeted the candidates at the giant wind blade. That wind blade was made at the TPI Composites factory in Newton, Iowa. Also of note, Congressman Tom Latham has been crediting Wind Energy for creating 700 manufacturing jobs at the TPI Composites Wind Blade Plant. Now, Steve Lockhart said he expects domestic business to be strong through 2012. However, given the upcoming expiration of the credit, he said there is growing concern about demand in 2013 and beyond because of the expiration of the production tax credit. We close this week with historic tax credit news, news that's an alert to listeners of a new feature on the National Park Service website. The Park Service website now lists completed historic tax credit projects by state. The dates of the projects vary, but some date back to 1994. There are two ways that you can view the historic tax credit projects. There's a map view, which shows the general location of every project by state, And there's a list view, 
that lists each project in the state, including the city, the building's name, and the cost of the project. The website is www.nps.gov backslash findapark. Go to that website and scroll down to the map of the United States and click on the desired state. On the page that opens, there will be a checklist on the right side of the map. If you click on the box labeled Historic Preservation Tax Credit Projects, a series of yellow dots will appear. Clicking on each yellow dot will open a list of completed projects in that area. You can click on each project name in the list and it will provide more information about that project. Alternatively, you can click on the link in the upper right corner of each state map that says List View. That will generate an alphabetic list of all the completed historic tax credit projects in that state. The list displays the name of each project, its location, the total project cost, and the year the project was completed. Novogratik and company has posted a link to this new map feature on our site. Simply go to www.historictaxcredits.com and you can click on Reports and Research in the Resources menu. There you'll see a link to the National Park Service map at the top of the page. And also, I want to give a tip of the hat to the Historic Tax Credit Coalition for bringing this interesting new feature to our attention. And if you have any questions about the site or historic tax credits in general, please contact my partner, Tom Bosha, in our Cleveland, Ohio office. Well, that brings me to the end of this week's report. Please join me again next week for another Tax Credit Tuesday. This is Michael Novogratik, and I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. This weekly podcast has been brought to you by Novogratik and Company, LLP. Archive discussions are available online at www.novoco.com slash podcast or by subscribing to the Novogratik Report on tax credits in iTunes. Novogratik and Company, LLP, is a national certified public accounting and consulting firm with 13 offices nationwide. Learn more about our professional services at www.novoco.com.